Welcome back, ladies and germs. We are in the building. The council boys are in the building for episode 13. You know the vibes. I am joined by or joined with AD. Yeah. What's up, people? The homie Mikey B. If you're smelling toast, you might be having a stroke. <laughs> True. And yeah. I am Josh, and we are the council boys. We out here doing you guys a favor and bringing you everything video games. That's just what we do. We love to talk about it, and we're here to fill your ears up with all the video game beautiful news we have to offer. And dude, there's a lot this week. So, fellas, we are going to start off with what we played this weekend. Mikey B, you want to start us off? Sure. I've been playing Link's Awakening. I'm on Temple 6, which is the face shrine. And like the name says, you do face a straight a face in the final battle to defeat the dungeon and get the key I need. So that's what's pretty wild. You face you fight a face that's on the floor. Looks like like it kind of looks like a face you might see in like a clip art. So graphically, it isn't you know you know it shows some of that age that this game was made in 1993. But it's still pretty <laughs> wild that you're fighting a face. Some legends of the hidden temple type of face. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes, that's a great call. That's a great pull. Yeah, so, that's yeah. a good show. Yeah, yeah. If you have that in mind, that's what you're facing. And then I finally finished that ridiculous trading sequence where I found a mermaid, her seashells, which then I traded that with an old lady for a broom, which and then I traded that with a shop dealer so I could finally get the boomerang, which is a pretty clutch item you need in the Zelda as you continue your quest, trying to find all eight mystical musical instruments. Cool, man. Maybe. Dude, that's tragic. <laughs> that's what I'm we saying. Do. Like, we do. We <laughs> do. You already know I'm not playing any new games for a while. I'm going to yeah, like Death Stranding. It's, it's still fantastic. Um, dude, we're going to talk a little bit more about this because spoiler for the for the uh, later into the pod, we're going to be talking about the game awards that were announced today. And there's some talk around Death Stranding, but um. Dude, I'm I'm really enjoying this game. Um, actually, me thinking about it, I think I actually feel bad for the people that had to review it early on, like prior to the game get being released to the public, because one of the coolest features in it is the social feature. So you can quote unquote log in, and you can view other structures that people have made in their in their own individual games. So they can affect your games. So the last time I played, essentially all the online players have created a highway and it makes traversing the world so much easier. So yeah, dude, I'm having a blast. I love this game. So good. So would you say it's like Minecraft or what? <laughs> um, Dude, there's definitely some Minecraft elements. Like it's, I know Kojima was saying that this is a new type of game. Um, and in some respects, it definitely does do a lot of new things, but also it just builds on a lot of, you know, gameplay features and structures that have already existed. And I think it does a good job. Here's the thing. I'm only like chapter three and I know there's like 14 chapters, so I've barely scratched the surface. I could get halfway through this game and be like, yo, this game is trash. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're still going to see, man. Now, what, what did it, you play, Joss? I'm going to keep it a buck real quick. I'm kind of over seeing, you know, or hearing anything Kojima these days. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm just like, ugh, we get it, bro. <laughs> You got a world record. Cool. <laughs> hey, don't talk about my man's like that, man. I'm saying, bro. He he is the like number bro. one game developer for the strand genre. He has the number one strand game. <laughs> yeah, he's also number one at being mad corny, yo. <laughs> Sick of it. <laughs> yo, what you play, man? What you play this weekend? Man, so I uh got another floor in Luigi's mansion. It's funny that you that Mikey B brought up uh you have to fight a face because I had to do that in Luigi's mansion. 
Um, I got through, spoiler alert, it's kind of like an ancient Egyptian floor. It's pretty yeah. dope. So, except it got mad frustrating because I kept dying. I was telling Michael earlier that I finally made it to the point of the game where it gets difficult and I've been dying, man. And it's like, I kind of hate to say it because nobody wants to like, you know, have to admit that they lost a lot of times. So I've, I've been taking L's in some of these levels, but it's all good. And, you know, I finally had to find a nice stopping point so I could play Pokemon Sword. I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah, that came out. I that that out just Friday. released, yeah? Yeah, it came out last Friday on, uh, I remember the date in case, you know, someone wants to fact check it. Uh, the 15th. 15th. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So, here's my thing. I I want to kind of trash the game a little bit. Just I mean, dude, I'm that's kind of sick all, of, Here's the so, thing, like, a lot of people have been trashing the game, like, I remember like a day before the game came out on uh, Twitter, there was a whole hashtag that was trending like boycott. Um, they were they were just saying boycott the game. So I know a lot of people have. I don't hate it. I don't know game. if it's like selling well or whatever, but I mean, obviously they have like their fan base and they're going to do what it do. But man, I'm kind of over the intros to Pokemon. Like it's like the same shit. There's like no other way to kind of start your journey. You know what I mean? Like you wake up in your house, you talk to your neighbor, you go meet somebody that gives you a Pokemon and you start your journey. And it's like, I would love to see another way that kind of unfolds, but I, I try to think about it. Like there's no other way that you can kind of like introduce you to pick a starter. Nah, dude, I got a pitch. So, I got a pitch for, for a new Pokemon intro. If you'll permit me the time. Yeah. Cause I know we got a whole bunch of other stuff to talk about and this is off script. <laughs> Go for it. All right. So, um, this, this was one of the bigger controversies of Pokemon sword and shield, but it's, it was the lack of the national Pokedex being included. So there's a whole Pokemon bank thing where you can upload your Pokemon that you've gotten from previous games and pretty much keep them so you can, you know, implement them in in the latest Pokemon game. That's not really the case with this for whatever reason. Um, the developers cited that, you know, that it was pretty much like a resource, you know, dealio that wouldn't allow this to be happen because they need to make new models, animations, etc., etc. Et so whatever. My thought is stop hand holding like veteran Pokemon players. You can have two intros. You can have the normal one where it's like, yo, you're a fresh trainer. You're waking up for the first time. Or if you already have played Pokemon games, you can take one of your Pokemon from um, your Pokemon like bank and upload it into the game. Granted, if you do this, it would have to be it's, its levels and moves would have to be reset to like starter moves. But you can start with that Pokemon and just instantly go in like, let's say you had a Charizard from a previous generation. You can bring that Charizard in. It's going to be like super crappy levels, but you can just start the game and not have to go through like, oh, this is how you attack a Pokemon or this is you walking through the grass and a wild Pokemon attacking you. You just go in and that would be my pitch like that way. You don't alienate new players, but you also can just let the people that have played these games just go in. And boom. Yeah, that'd be dope. I think there'd be some like a pretty good like system to start it out. I don't know how I feel about the making it shitty. I feel like there has to be like a generic set. You know what I mean? Like what's stopping you from bringing a Mewtwo in, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, there would definitely have to be a cap on, like, what Pokemon could be brought in. Like, I think it couldn't be, like, fully evolved Pokemon or, like, it definitely couldn't be any legendary or mythical Pokemon. Like, that would be insane. It would have to be... There would have to be some way how you could, you know, 
gate off some things to make it somewhat fair. Like the the only system I can think off of off the top of my head is to make it fair is you ha- you pretty much get a basic move set. Like you would have to you can bring that Pokemon in, but you would have to essentially reset it where the first moves that I would know is like scratch or tackle and it would lose all the moves and like levels that you had previously if you wanted to do this. So it's kind of yeah. it would kind of be like a new game plus you would essentially be starting. But I would uh so I kind of had two ideas while you were talking. Um so one of them was like it's like a random like generator like it's a roulette roll the dice you get what you get Mm -hmm. which i think would be cool because then you could get you know literally anything yeah but it's just based off of like let's say i I don't know it'd have to be something to where you just get like a random pokemon to start or i i don't know why i thought about this but they make it like a buzzfeed quiz like we can guess your starter Pokemon based on these Yo. answers. No, that's nuts, man. And but like a Pidgey to start, or like a Weedle. That's funny. Just because you know you don't like Fettuccine Alfredo or something. <laughs> All right, but we've but already see, gone like, on a tangent, man. Like, what, what are saying, your thoughts on the way, like, I mean, Don't get me wrong. I'm like, I love Pokemon. Like, I love you know the. I love Let's Go Pikachu. I love playing it for the Switch, and it kind of really. You know, it really brought back the joy of playing these games and, you know, having this whole new game. It's exciting. And I like, you know, kind of going through this adventure, but the beginnings are kind of just take forever, man. And like, I've been playing these games for so long. So it's like, I get it, you know, but I was also thinking too, like me and my girlfriend were talking about it. And uh, she's like, could you imagine like, this is someone's first Pokemon game. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. Someone who's like 10, 12 years old trying to get into Pokemon for the first time and they're playing this and like this kind of changed the way they do the franchise. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I no. thought that was pretty neat. So, um, but. Oh, sorry. Say what you're going to say. No, I was going to say, but like as far as that goes, like it's a very toned down Pokemon. You know what I mean? Like you have, you don't have a rival and like you have to fight, you know, the Elite Four, but it's a different sort of Elite Four this time. And it's just like a the world's best, you know, Pokemon trainer or something like that. The fact but that I you don't have a rival is like whack, raids. dude. What's up? The fact that you don't have a rival, that's whack, dude. Yeah, dude, it's bogus. It's like, he's your friend, but you got to try to make him better. And I was like, nah, screw that, dude. Please. I want to, I want to beat someone and prove that I'm better. <laughs> True, man. Especially, you know, me being the brute force player. I got to dominate. Yeah, who was your starter? Uh, I picked the water one. I forgot his name. I think it's like. Duh. Have you seen the final evolution? No, I kind of try to stay away from the spoilers. This is a little goofy Yo. or what? <laughs> okay, we're gonna. Have to, we're no, gonna don't have to, say that, man. I'm about to restart the game. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stop laughing. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna just see how it goes, and then I'm gonna probably put it on Instagram or something when I finally make it to like the last evolution. Be like, yo, this is mad corny, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna need your 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 reaction. I need that video when you get to the final uh, evolution uh, of <laughs> the water form. That's what happened when I played Sun and Moon. I got the water one too. I just tend to pick the water ones to start. So you trash. And, uh, it's all about fire. I know, man, but fire, it's not good to kind of start. You can only be like one gym and then the rest is kind of like trash. So, you know, that's that's but, when you just got to brute force it, be good. But whatever. I mean, that's what I'm saying. But, you know, sometimes I'm trying to get through this game a little quicker, too. You know, we got other games in the queue. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? But, yeah, I'm going to keep playing this game. I'm going to keep going to the adventure and see where it takes me. And right. it looks a lot better because you can kind of like, um, what's the word? You have a better view of the landscape, mm-hmm. and I think uh, the way you run into Pokemon and like the battle system is a lot better. So we'll see how it goes, and I can't wait to try to raid. Oh yeah, um, I hear that's fun. Yeah, that's one of the things I was really looking forward to. But as far as like the Pokemon growing, like the guy from uh, was it Ghostbusters? Mm-hmm. I'm not about it, man. It looks kind of oh the the Gigamax thing. Yeah, I saw that stuff and I was like, this is kind of dumb. Yeah. But I know you can't really like introduce cooler features, but it is what it is. And so, we're going to keep playing. I mean, before we move to the next thing, I just have one question. Like, as a veteran player, 
just with your initial impressions, has Pokemon Sword and Shield, especially since it's moved over to a console, not just a handheld, um, has it done enough, like, different? Like, ha- has it added enough systems that you think that's this is a fresh take on the on this, the series? I would like to think so, but I haven't made it that far with this one. Like, I can only speak for, like, Let's Go Pikachu and... That one was kind of like their first step into the council, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I think they did a pretty good job. But then again, that was also like mimicking like, a, uh, what was it, Red and Blue, I think. Yeah. But this one's like their whole new take. So I'm pretty hyped to see what they come up with. And I know they really wanted to have like this open world sort of vibe. So I'm trying to see what it's like. But like I said, like right now for like the veteran people, it's like I'm still in Pallet Town. Yeah. So I'm trying to like get out and get to the next city. So. Okay. Well, I mean, haven't caught anything. They do like their intro. Like I know in like, uh, what was it? Like red and blue. He like he sees the ho o in the sky or something, and it's kind of the same premise. Like you run into like a legendary, and then you got to figure out what it is at the end. Okay. Um, but I mean, yeah, it looks cool so far. I ran into like a squirrel. Nothing crazy. Oh, I know uh, what you're talking about. The thing's adorable. Get it, get it moving. But uh, I think one thing I will say too about it, I know we got to keep it moving, but (laughs) I think the characters move way too fast. Really? It's super sensitive and the character runs like 100 miles per hour. Um, You won't be saying that once you start uh, finding more Pokemon in the wild. Like, I've seen some insane clips (laughs) of Pokemon chasing down trainers, and it is the funniest thing. All right. Well, then I'll wait for that. But as from the start, from an initial take, it was kind of annoying because I tried to run into like to get through a door and I kept like overshooting it because this guy was like you say bolt. <laughs> that's funny. So already, that's my hot take. Yeah, let's get so Michael let's back get in this conversation because he's like, dude, what yeah, is be, Pokemon? What is this garbage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about something I know a lot about: Xbox. But I might know more after this big event in London. XO19 does happen. It's in London. They did this last year in Mexico. This is their chance to give all the Xbox fans out there something to be excited for this Lord season. knows they need it. <laughs> Y'all better stop talking this shit, dude. If <laughs> you finna come back, Xbox is gonna take over. All right, all right. <laughs> Mikey, give it to us because we know nothing about this. <laughs> That's very true. So, so excited for this holiday season and 2020. I would say the biggest thing that really jumped off for me was that xCloud, which is their streaming service, which is seems how they describe it, it will be more closer to Netflix. So you would, it has a has a more robust gaming list. Over fifty titles will be available at launch. God damn! You'll be able to which you'll be able to stream and download. But something I think is really nice and like showing Xbox continue continuing supporting those video games in general. You'll be able to use your PlayStation Four controller to play all X Cloud games. So you'll be able to use your Xbox controller, obviously, but you'll also be able to use your PlayStation 4 controller, which I think is a really nice nod to gamers everywhere. So if you're a PlayStation guy, you never played Xbox before, you already got that. You know, you pay whatever it's going to be, which we don't know yet, but you already have the controllers. So you don't have to spend like an extra like 50, 60 bucks to get an Xbox controller, which I think is real nice. Xbox is for the people. I, they're really, I, I 100% agree with Jess. They're really... That's been their motto. They got beat up pretty badly in the PS4, you know, launch and so on in the last couple of years. But now Xbox is really is for the people. And they're really just trying to say, hey, you like video games? Cool. You have a phone? Excellent. You have a controller? Then that's all you need. So, like, they they don't care so much. They seem to me they're becoming less uh, box-focused, like, oh, you need this box in your living room. But more like, hey, you have a screen? If you have a screen, you could play. You could play a lot of their games, which I think is really cool. But as you know, what sells consoles and makes people gravitate towards Nintendo or PlayStation is games. So yes, one sir. of their developer, one of their, one of the developers that they own is Rare, and they announced a new game called Everwild. 
it was a very short trailer about a minute i really like the art style and it definitely looks like kind of like an open world exploration zelda type game to me which i think is it's a new ip something fresh that's been a lot of criticism with xbox is like we're going to do another halo another gears another forza so that yeah, dude, like, so I'm looking with, at the trailer right now. This looks gorgeous. Yeah, graphic-wise, it looks really good. And it's new, it's fresh. It's not it's like the same three things that people kind of been sick of. If you've been paying attention to Xbox, if you've been an Xbox fan, you, you do watch like newer experience besides just like those three titles all the time. This title seems super fun. And I'm and the fact that Obsidian really hit it out of the park with Outer Worlds. They're pretty much they're pretty much made Honey I Shrunk the Kids the video game called Grounded. So you play a kid who gets shrunken in his I believe his backyard and you have to survive in the elements of. So if you ever seen a Bug's Life or Honey I Shrunk the Kids, that's like the type of vibes I'm getting while watching this trailer. Tra- trailer. Uh, what genre is this? Is this like a survival game? Another studio that they own. They own Ninja Theory, which you're a big fan of, Albert, because they yes, made help. Sir. Yes, sir. And they have a studio called, they have a new game called Bleeding Edge, which is a massively multiplayer type game. I think they're trying to get into that like Dota, League of Legends type audience. So that could be fun if you want to give that one a try. Okay, uh, let's go down the list. The next thing I thought was of, of interest is that Yakuza games are coming to Xbox, which was a used to be a pretty exclusive PlayStation title. So if you're a Yakuza fan or a fan of like open world GTA style games, then you'll be you'll be able to get some of those. Another big thing is Kingdom Hearts, which also was another PlayStation exclusive type title. You'll be able to play Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5, Kingdom Hearts 2.8, and all the prologues. Those are all coming to Xbox in 2020. <laughs> Which, a side note, I think those names and those titles are bogus. Okay, dude. But... No, d- okay. Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, they are bogus. They, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> I know, I know, but like, let me ask you a question since Kingdom Hearts is like your thing. 1.5, does that include number one or is this like extra shit? So... <laughs> I hate these games. I love them so much. So, 1.5 technically is the first game. So, when the game first came out, it was like Kingdom Hearts 1. And this was before like DLC and expansion packs. So, like they just released a whole new game with like extra content. And essentially 1.5 is they improved some of the game systems and they added like some like a boss or two. So, yeah, 1.5 is Kingdom Hearts 1. Yeah, because I saw that when I was reading some of like the the XO19 and I was like, yeah, dude, uh, okay, why would you just give the, the people 1.5 and not 1? Just, like, that's it, dumb. It, it, don't think about it too much. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying. And then they got 2.8. The so final prologue. Dude, you're, I, I'm telling you, these games, I hate myself, but I'm going to be playing them until I die. This seems like a Kojima move, bro. <laughs> Yo, stop coming for Kojima. <laughs> stop coming for Kojima, my guy. <laughs> what else we got? This seems like a joke, but a lot of people like this series a lot. Flight Simulator. Okay, people those games like are actually simula- fun. Like people like simulator games. Like they seem kind of silly to maybe you know us or me in particular. No, dude, they're like fun. Dude. Like simulator games. And Albert, see, look at Albert's on the board. Like, I, I like I I haven't bought one in like years, but like, dude, they're they're just. It's one of those type of experiences that's just nice to just sit back and relax and just play, or just be completely demented and do everything wrong, <laughs> like with in flight. Uh, simulator and like crash everything but yeah they're they're, they're, the they're cool experiences and the last thing I want to mention is probably the best value in gaming like Josh says Xbox is for the people Xbox Game Pass which probably right now you can get two months for two dollars and starting right now after you're done listening to this podcast you could be playing Rage 2 which is, which is a game that just came out in like I think like May or June this year so they're, they're starting to add like more current games to the service beyond us, a back catalog of old games. So I think Xbox 
did a lot of great things in this conference and I think they're making all the right moves to really take over on the next generation. The big thing is with a lot of with they're still saying uh, Xbox One X, which is like their premium Xbox console. When they announced Scarlet, I wonder because with their PC background, I wonder if you you'll be able to play Scarlet Scarlet games on Xbox One X. Like think of it as like in like high res versus like non high res hmm. type game. Like a regular versus a pro. Yeah. I wonder if that will become like, I wonder if Xbox One X just becomes a regular version just to get people in the door because that'll be cheaper. But if you want like the 8K superstar graphics, you drop like the $500 for the Scarlet. That'd be interesting. Um, I mean, the oh, way... Wait, Xbox make everything uh, backwards compatible, so... Yeah, that's been their motto and giving access to games and like the end of like console generation. So that's true. I think that would be a good move on their part just to, you know get more people to buy Xbox Scarlet games once those start coming out uh, probably next uh, next next year when we start talking about video games. Yeah. Next holiday season, uh, we'll be talking about what's better, PlayStation 5 or Scarlet. Dude, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be Scarlet. Like, I, I, think, I think we've all said it pretty much at this point throughout some point on the podcast that Xbox is doing just a lot to regain the goodwill of, uh, of the gaming community. Me personally, someone who's never owned an Xbox, even I'm looking at it like, yo, this might be the best value money wise, especially with Game Pass, which is just so incredible. And the fact that it's going to work with um, with xCloud, the streaming thing, too, mm-hmm. it's just they're doing a lot <laughs> and I'm taking note and it looks really, really good. Um, and the games that they announce, they all look really fun. Like, um, Everwild looks beautiful. Um, it kind of looks like it has Mon- Monster Hunter uh, vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also has, like like you were saying, the Breath of the Wild, like, just magical, you know-esque open world vibes to it. As well as uh, similar art style. The Grounded game <laughs> looks fun. Um, plus it looks, I don't know, it, the fact that it's in a survival game and you're just the shrunken kid, it seems, it just seems absurd, but Obsidian has a really great sense of humor, like how we saw in the outer worlds. And I think that they're going to knock this out of the park again, which this game, like the art style looks fun and it's, I don't know, it, it, it looks like a great game. And then, um, bleeding Eds. I'm curious about that game. I don't know. It reminds me of Overwatch, and I'm kind of like over that phase of my life where games like that kind of really appeal to me, but it's Ninja Theory, and I love them, so I'm going to give it a chance, plus some of the character designs look cool, but yeah, Xbox is killing it. I'm sure we'll be talking about them heavily next year. I think we got to take note that episode 13 was the day Albert said that Xbox is going to win this shit. Dude, next year we might just turn this into Xbox uh, podcast. <laughs> That's the way it's looking, it's man. Go down. <laughs> I might is. To... No, go ahead. I was saying, I might have to throw away my PS4, PS5, dude. Cancel that order. Shit. <laughs> the question is, Michael, Will you participate in next year's council wars? Does any of this sound appealing to you? To be like, you know what? I'm going to get an Xbox or I'm going to participate in Xbox. Dude, he doesn't even need to get the Xbox, though. He could just get the Game Pass and play it on other things. That's what I'm saying. Like, Is this like something to get you to kind of put the switch down for a little bit? Game Pass, 100%, just because a phone, a tablet, a laptop, you're playing Xbox games, you're playing games that I currently can't play on my Switch. Like, I would love to be able to play Control. I would love to be able to play Fallen Order. So, like, maybe a year from now, those games will be on Game Pass, and it would just, here, here's, here, here, Microsoft, here's my 20 bucks. 
now on for a brand new console. Who that's a tough that's 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 a tougher sell for me. Mm. That's really yeah that's that's gonna be tougher. I, I gotta I gotta see the official launch lineup. I gotta see the price. So our services like the X Cloud and are are the, are the gaming streaming services that are that are popping up for the games that you just kind of want to try like you don't want to buy a system just for that like you're, you 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 want to play a game like maybe three times out of the year that that you don't have the console mm-hmm. for would that be a good in between for you yes especially if i could download it okay what's on what's on game pass you have the option to like stream it or download it so if I could download the game, that's fine. You know, I could like you know go to sleep, download it overnight, then you know the next day when I wake up, be playing it. So if that if if those two things happen, then yes, I do find it like you say it would be like a nice like in between, so I could still be in the conversation. Okay, that's fair. Because all because uh, every first party Xbox game is day and day with Game Pass. So if, like one day we're talking about Grounded, and I want to know what that's all about. I could like. You know, sign up for a Game Pass for a couple of months, play it, and then you'll be still part of the you know the larger uh, gaming conversation. So, Xbox is doing what I think Xbox is trying to do is like get people who are who are like are not like so I am serious about playing games, but like people who are like maybe more casual about games, yeah, or like only like only like to play like certain games like. The Halo guy, or not the Halo, like the Halo guy, the Call of Duty guy. If those are like the only games you play, you don't really, and everything, and and that's all you do, and and then you, your system's just collecting dust. It does kind of make sense to just jump on Game Pass for a couple months, like play those games and like bounce. So I think they'll be able to get like a more casual gaming audience into their platform, so then they could boast like how many like numbers they have, which is better for marketing and more games come on, and if. Uh, the publishers know that like X amount, X million amount of people are at that uh, using that service. That's why like Netflix gets all, that's why like Netflix gets a lot of good, like older television shows and new television shows because they have the highest uh, subscriber rate. Okay. Well, Ooh. I guess we'll be seeing where we're all going to be at next year. Cause it sounds like we all, we are we're Josh. Being Mister uh, Big Bunny over here, only all three consoles. Are you gonna double dip on that uh, next year? Are you gonna be? Are you dropping a grand next year next Christmas? Getting both PlayStation Five and Scarlet at the same time? Yo, no doubt, bro. Really? No. You're gonna drop a thousand dollars? This man like swag, man. I don't even care. Happy, bro. <laughs> Put me on the stop. Doesn't make a dent, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I would eventually, I go one at a time. Okay. Because I know how I am, because I, I would buy both, but I wouldn't play both. It's mm-hmm. thing. So I'm like, that's kind of a waste of time. Sure. It's money. Um, I would get a, probably Xbox and then give it a go for a couple months and then PlayStation or Nintendo Switch 2. Sure. Um, but I would just kind of play it how it goes. Like, it's got to be something that's just like, oh man, like Spider Man 2. Yeah. Comes out for PlayStation. I'm like, I got a cop. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I'll just have to wait and see how it goes. Nothing too crazy, but I think Xbox is kind of like, you know, we're talking about it. They're making moves. So about it, but hopefully maybe next year, like if we play our cards, right, we have like a studio and we can all just have consoles in a studio, record the podcast and play video games, you know? Yeah. Next year we could be on Patreon, getting that Patreon loop. True. We could be, you know, Bought up by IGN or something. <laughs> That'd be dope. Which go like and subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Rooster Chief, you know anybody who works at Rooster Chief, give us a listen. Show. Alrighty. So I don't know. I think uh I feel like PlayStation could come with some power moves. Mm-hmm. Dude, beginning like, of like the quarter or something and kind This of- is not saying like PlayStation is completely out of the game. Cause here's the thing. They still have a lot of great exclusives that will draw people like Mm -hmm. they have exclusives that i'm dying for and then um i mean yeah like they're i think that's that's the biggest thing they have the games 
they have the games and people want to play but them. It's like when you're going up against like accessibility now. You know what I mean? Like, do your See, exclusives really live up to being literally able to play anywhere with anything at any time? You know what I mean? Like, and does I, Last of Us Two live up to that? Like, whether you're gonna try to reach like the Call of Duty gamer, the Forza player that you can do what Stadia is trying to do, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but actually in a better way. With a lot of titles behind it. And dude, I think PlayStation's going to struggle with that just because this entire console generation, they've been so like slow on trying to play nice with other like with the other companies. And I mean, it makes sense for them as as a brand just because I mean, they're on top. Why they, they don't have to play nice. They make the rules like they have the biggest markets here. But I know, but like going into like. Um, the next year's council wars. It's not even like a council war next year. It's like, which brand are you gonna stick with? Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, no, like the ZX. Go ahead. Like no, PlayStation. They, they, Sony can't continue to to play like they they have been, and I think that they know that. I mean, this entire last half of the year, we've seen all these shakeups in the the pecking order at Sony, just because I think that they've realized that. They got to move a little bit differently because the whole streaming services or like, you know, Game Pass type uh, packages, they're becoming more and more of a thing. And people are taking note of that just because they want more value for their dollar because Mm -hmm. people don't have the time and they want to make sure that they can get something good or they can at least sample, like taste something and be like, okay. I didn't exactly like this, but at least I could sample it and I can go to the next thing. And I didn't spend like 120 bucks on two games and I liked one and and not the other with game pass. Like you can try out a whole bunch of things or with Apple arcade, you can try out a whole slew of games. And I I think that Sony, they got to figure out something to do with, with PlayStation. Now they got to like make that more of a value. Like I, I know that they, they've lowered the price they added some new games, but they got to make that more appealing. They really do. And I hope that come this time next year, we're really talking about like some of the different things that PlayStation has started to do. Because, yeah, it looks like the the enemies are, are, you know, rallying their troops. And it's looking real. It's looking like it's going to be some fierce competition. Because, like, with all this talk, we haven't even talked about Nintendo, which Nintendo... They do their own thing, but they do it well and they do it successfully. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like um, Nintendo, like, yeah, they don't have to play by the rules and they're not doing that. But their titles, I feel, hold the strongest weight out of like any console. I feel like anything Mario or Link, you're sold. Like, they could revert back to cartridges like the regular Nintendo, and I still feel people would buy it. Well, one hundred percent, I would just yeah. stroll along and do whatever they need to do, and I think that's why they're not even brought up in the conversation because it's just like people are still going to buy Nintendo, like no matter what. So like, they already feel like they're a step behind, but they're not really a step behind mm-hmm. because they have the catalog to really put them on the top. So I don't know what Nintendo could do, honestly, but I'd probably still get one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just I think they don't have to do anything. I think you're one hundred percent right to like. All Pokemon fans are going to buy the new Nintendo system because there's going to be a new Pokemon fan. All Mario fans are going to buy the new Mario when it comes out. Same thing with Zelda. Same thing if they ever come out with a new Smash. Same thing if they ever come out with a new Metro. Like We talk about exclusives and PlayStation. PlayStation has Spider-Man and Uncharted and Horizon Zero Dawn and Xbox has Gears and Halo and Forza. But like you said, like those five titles I mentioned for Nintendo are like in like another realm with like, th- like the history, and the, like the history and the fans' history with those games. Those games have been around for like thirty years. So you have like kids who are playing those games are five or now like thirty-five, and they have their own kids, and they maybe just played like Mario Odyssey when they were five. So like they're fans for life. So Nintendo is like and Nintendo is like Disney. Nintendo is like in in, in 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 a totally different like arena. Like they might be like in the video game arena as they are, but like they're playing a, t- a totally different game, which allows them to have a system that's underpowered and 
and not as technology advanced as what PlayStation and Xbox is doing. That's actually an interesting way to put it, like saying that they're a Disney, like that they're, you know, innovators, mavericks, they do their own thing. I don't think they're as untouchable as Disney because Disney just has insane money. And I think that if I think we can harken back to the Wii U and mm-hmm. see that that was a misstep that could have had some serious repercussions if the Switch wasn't as successful as it has been. But the fact remain is Nintendo takes a failure like that and they learn from it quickly and they'll they'll own up to it. They're like, yeah, no, like this, this didn't work. We're going to try it. Like, but they, they took that lesson, made something great. And even now, like the, the, the Labo for, for the switch, it was rolled out as a super cool thing. And I mean, since then we haven't really heard much about it and I don't, I don't even think they're making new things for it but i think that that was a lesson that they learned and i think there there's the next thing that they iterate from that is going to be cool and then like their foray into like the little vr goggles as well i don't nintendo they do weird things they fail a lot but they learn a lot and their their desire to make really really great games is always at the core of what they do so i don't think they'll have a problem next kind of console generation also cardboard ain't cool man that's why that shit sucked <laughs> yo it was for kids chill i'm still dude could you imagine like as a parent like, all right i gotta set up this cardboard fishing rod for my kid real quick you know what i mean like i'm gonna spend 80 dollars on a couple pieces of cardboard, cardboard yeah nah what? i feel you but um <laughs> we we went on a huge tangent but i think it was good um but i mean keeping with the spirits of like what really makes the these console generations great at the core of it dude it's just the games like sir we have these tremendous ips but like it's year after year that we get these super great games that are either either you know exclusives or just you know each console gets it so i mean today you know, November 19th, the Game Awards nominees were announced. So uh, I, I can I can go I'll, I'll go through the game of the year list if you guys want to take some of the other because I, I, do, I doubt we'll go through all of them. Like just because there's a there's a lot of you know categories. Should we do um, two subcategories first and then finish off with game of the year? I like that. And I like then, that a lot. Uh, yeah, because I feel like that'd be kind of a solid way to kind of cap off. Close up shop. Uh-huh. Uh, who's got the list? You got the list? I got, I got the, list. the list up. So oh, go for it, Mikey. Pick like two, three. I will tackle the most Nintendo list I could think of. Hell yeah. <laughs> and that list will be best family game, which is a straight sweep for a Nintendo Switch. Which, dude, it makes for, sense. First, first on the list. And then we, I think we should also try to pick winners or agree on a winner and see how we do when the results happen. Sure. Okay. When you think about family games, you think about games you can play with, you play, you play with you, your 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 kid, your nephew, maybe your dad, so on and so forth. So generational games. Luigi's Mansion Three. Um, I don't think that's going to win. I think that game. Is, well, how complicated is that? How complicated are the controls, Josh? Um, it's not that bad. Because when it comes to a family game, you have to think of like pick up and play. You're at a party. Anybody could play this game. That's how I view family games. They might view it differently. That's how I'm kind of like taking, taking it. It's not that bad. Okay. Ring Fit Adventures. Exercising game. All right. <laughs> Super Mario Maker 2. See, now I feel like... At, Mario games are very accessible and easy to play. You might not be good at it, but you always could play it. Dude, Mario Mario games are a cheat code. <laughs> They're a cheat code, man. <laughs> I swear. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Another easy game, to really easy to play, tough to master. Yeah. Cheat a lot code. of fun. You could be bad at it and still have fun. And then the last game is Yoshi Crafted World, which is a game that has a beautiful art salad and it's super easy it's super easy it's a very simple game yeah like by like by choice 
it's easy so a lot of people could play it. I ain't gonna play that yet. <clears throat> There's a demo out for the Switch. You can get a little taste of it. I want to try that out. I mean, um, I think my winner for that. Yeah. I think I have to give it to Smash Bros. As much as I love Luigi's Mansion, I think Smash Bros. has like a, a lot of, you know, the kind of the party aspect to it and mm-hmm. kind of bringing like everybody together. Whereas Luigi's Mansion kind of feels like more of a story to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm going to have to give it to them. Yeah. KD? I'm also going to give it Smash. Honestly, I think it's really just between Smash and Super Mario Maker 2. Like Smash. I agree, yeah, Smash, you can easily jump choice. in, but Super Mario Maker 2, yeah, you can jump in and, and it's pretty simple. The thing is, if you're playing other user, users' levels, it goes from absurdly easy to insanely hard, which, I mean, as a family, that could be super fun, and that's that's why I think it's it's really between those two. I'm going Super Mario Maker 2 just to help our odds out. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, now we have two out of the five, two out of the five options. So, you know, we got no. 40%. We got a better, we got better odds. So we got this. Right on this we one. got this easy. If one's right, we're all right, man. It's a team game here. Yep. Yep. Uh, is there a category that interests you there, Albert? I'll pick one. Um, let me say, I'm going to say community support. Okay. So, I mean. This, this category is recognizing a game for outstanding community support and transparency and responsiveness. So on the roster, we have Apex Legends mm-hmm. uh, by Respawn. We have Destiny 2 by Bungie. We have Final Fantasy XIV and don't at me because I forget my Roman, numeral, Roman numerals. And that's uh, by 14. Square Enix. 14. Yeah, 14. Final Fantasy 14. Uh, then we have Fortnite by Epic Games, and then Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Seeds by Ubisoft. So, <laughs> I I, I, I actually think none of you guys play any of these games, really. I so, played Fortnite once. Yeah, I, I won a game. <laughs> Humble brag, you know, so whatever. Um, so I, honestly, this really is just for me because I I played what. Four out of five of these, and two of them, pr- or three of them, pretty pretty extensively. Um. So yeah, should I just vote? <laughs> I feel bad now. I, I didn't say think Fortnite, like man. I feel like Fortnite is a powerhouse. It's a people's game, I believe. Out of like all the games, I think mm-hmm. they have the, the largest audience. See, that's true, but this. Category is really asking if the 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 developers are listening to the community and they're transparent about things that they they're doing within the game. And I don't know if Fortnite is that because a lot of people have been fed up with some of the constant changes, nerfs, and unbalancedness of Fortnite and how they seem to be straying away from, you know the competition aspect of, yo, you actually have to build and, and, you know, use some of these mechanics to, to win instead of just kind of making it easier for everyone to win. So I'm personally going to give it to drum roll. I'm going to give it to apex legends. (laughs) Nah, like dude, it's, it's, it's one of, it's been out the shortest amount of time, but I think within like these past three seasons that they've had, they've made some mistakes, but they've also listened and they're pretty frequent with the updates and the patch notes. And I think that they've, they've, you know, they've tried to do good to the community. Um, Bungie is Bungie with destiny two is a close second. Um, since their departure from what it was it EA or whatever, or Activision, I forget which one at this point, um yeah it was activism Bungie and activism um since their departure they've been very clear with their goals and what they're trying to do with destiny so close second but you I have guys one are- more category i got one more category i think i gotta do this used to be my beat prior to the format change but best mobile game of the year okay 
you could talk about this first game. This is the one game I haven't played on the list. Uh, Call of Duty Mobile. Uh, it's cool. I I have like my week or two foray with it. Did you did you get that one to go, Josh? Mm-hmm. All right. Now this is a game we we you, you could definitely talk about. Let's give the man some room so you can get on this mic <laughs> and spit game. Uh, grindstone. Oh yeah, bro. I don't even have to listen to the rest of this list. This game is fire. I'm still playing it to this day. Uh, I finally made it to uh, 120 something. So I'm losing. But this game, like Michael said it last week, man, like this game has everything. It's got a dope soundtrack. It's got like a good concept and it's just like a lot of fun to play. So I can totally agree with this being a contender. And it's just, it, there's something about it that's just like, it gets challenging towards the, as you get, the higher you go, obviously, but there's something satisfying about like, you know, really being able to pull the tricks out and, you know, collect all three, um, objectives per level and kind of keep moving forward so i i think that game is gonna take it this unless is, strike force is on there but you know, we'll find out <laughs> we'll see if it's there this is where the battle begins because the next game is albert's possibly in his top five game of the year yeah sayonara wild hearts dude that game's a banger dude it's so good that soundtrack is so Dude, it's amazing. The art style, the gameplay, the story. Yo, this Sayonara Wild Hearts is a banger, man. Very well. Next, Sky, Child of Light. That is also a really good game. Beautiful art style. Um, beautiful world. Nice soundtrack. The game company, or that game company. Um, dude, they, they know how to make a, a really immersive experience by having a very minimalist approach in a lot of ways. And the last game on the list, What the Golf, which was that once, well, that's a game that's on Apple Arcade. Or it was the exclusive Apple Arcade for a bit. That is a, a physics-based golf game where it starts off like normal, like, hey, you have the club, you're hitting a golf ball into the hole. And then after that, it gets real wild, like, you're throwing clubs into the hole. It's a really like goofy, like comedy-based, physics-based game. That's sort that's a kind of about golf, but not really. So it's like a physics-based puzzler that I think you would have a fun time goofing around with your friends playing it, and and plays pretty well. It it, it works pretty well for uh, mobile hmm. control-wise. You just you just need your like a you swipe back, you swipe back and swipe forward. So the controls are pretty simple. Which I think it's kind of important in a mobile game. I think like mobile game is using touchscreen is still difficult for me as I you know get into more mobile games. So anytime a mobile game can really kind of take that barrier away and it feels natural, kind of makes it feel like oh this is a perfect mobile game. So with that in mind, I'm joining Josh and I'm going with Grindstone as as my favorite mobile game of the year. Mm. But if this is a fans vote. Call of Duty will win it because Call of Duty fans, you know, they're out there and <laughs> they're out there in packs, so they'll definitely vote for that. I think there's a little bit of a fan element to this vote. If I'm not, if I'm not right, please, you know, comment below and you know, set the record straight. Yeah, I feel like it's open to everybody. I'm like Grindstone, where it's like only for Apple. Mm, that's a good point. It is you're so. you're eliminating like the people who might have played that. Good point. Yeah. And then also Sky, I mean, it's beta testing on Android right now, but it's not a full release. Like, but honestly, I think Grindstone or, or Sayonara. Um, like, here's the thing. Call of Duty, it's fun, but and, it, and it's a great, like, mobile version of that game. And it's probably, like, the best mobile shooter that I've played. But I mean, it's it's just okay. Like it's just Call of Duty. Like you know, it was it was super fun when I played it for like a week with some buddies, and we were squatting up, and the voice tech works surprisingly well. Graphics are great. Uh, guns feel good, but it just didn't do anything like different or amazing. It's it's just a rehash of things that I've played before. Is there any other categories on the list you want to tackle before we get to the game of the year? 
Nah, let's let's give him the we game of the year. Jump into game of the year now. Okay, let's go through the list. First game, Control by Remedy and Five Hundred Five Games. Yes. Number two, Death Stranding, Kojima Productions and SIE. Resident Evil Two, Capcom. Capcom, both my. Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, FromSoft slash Activision, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Bandai Namco, Sora, and Nintendo, and The Outer Worlds, Obsidian, Private Division. Thoughts, Josh? Hmm. How many games on the list I mentioned have you actually played? Probably just Smash Bros. <laughs> We're in Yo, the same at boat. this man right now. Yo, both same of you guys boat. have only okay, so played one. Here's my thing. Correct. I own it. I, all I own is Nintendo. There, Albert. I have limited amount of games. All right, like that's that's fair for you. That that's fair. All right. So here's my thing. Smash Bros. was dope. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because it's just very traditional to what it is. But they also had a story in it this time, which was a lot of fun. That I actually got through. Um. What is it? Uh, uh, I'll go through that quickly. Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, Saddles Die Twice, and The Outer Worlds. Yeah, I think Sekiro is another top nomination. Because like, I'm trying to think of the other games, too, that I really liked and like I was kind of hyped for. Like you wanted to play. Yeah, that That's game was... I'm doing my same boat. Yeah, that game looked beautiful. Like I saw the trailer for it during E3, and it just looked phenomenal. And I think that one... You know, I've seen some gameplay. Um, looks pretty cool. Haven't played Death Stranding, but if y'all check out the Try Hard Tuesday, there's a couple things AD showed us in that. Yeah. Um, doesn't look bad, but I don't think it was something I could be able, I could get behind. Mm-hmm. Nah, dude, um, just save, don't waste your money. Just watch a compilation of the cutscenes. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just watch the cutscene movie on YouTube. It, or if it ever makes it to the greatest hits or if it's like GameStop's got like the days of summer where it's like two for one and mm-hmm. get it for free or something. Um, I don't know Control as well, but those are the ones that I would say. And if I had to pick a game of the year, I'd probably go with uh, Smash Bros. Because it's the game that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like now they have all the DLC and it kind of like it's spread out nicely so that you can get new characters um, and you kind of have the option to revisit more frequently than, you know, some of the other games that have been out. Because uh, Shakira, I want to keep saying Shakira, like a bootleg like Shakira. <laughs> um, but that game's been out for a while, too. And I don't think I've seen a lot of people kind of revisit it. Mm-hmm. So looking at it from like that standpoint too i think you know smash bros is kind of tough to compete against since they they did come out last year though Mm -hmm. december so um, it's like one of those where like they brought it into like the mix of you know game of the years and it still keeps on giving since then so yeah a new character was just announced uh, a couple weeks ago terry from final oh final fighters or something please leave a comment below where terry is where terry bogart lives um, but see that too, and uh, I just lost my train of thought with something else. But um, oh, and Resident Evil is not like it's nothing new. Like we talked about this before we started. Like mm-hmm. it's a remake. So plus, like the Resident Evil games are kind of meh, and I'm not like really not that I'm not into it. It's just I, it's it's hard for me to pick one of those up at this point. So mm-hmm. there's my feedback for it. Albert, as a person who might, might have played a few more games than one on the list, yeah. Any, what what are your thoughts? Um, I've played a few of them. Um, pretty much the only one that I have not touched is Resident Evil. Um, mm-hmm. but I've I've played all of them in some capacity. Um, dude, this is this is a really solid list. Um, and I'm really happy to see the Outer Worlds on here with from Obsidian, just because they're a smaller studio. Um and yeah, dude, this is gonna be rough. Like control, it was a beautiful game. The gameplay was pretty solid, although I hear that it kind of gets repetitive and it's somewhat easy. 
and then I hear the story can around the end it it seems kind of unresolved Death Stranding you guys know that I'm having a blast with that I don't know if it's game of the year material just yet I would love to see it win just because of like the the risk that it took like a triple A game where it's trying to do something different and it would win game of the year that would be nice but I don't want to just give that to Kojima just because he makes weird games and I think they're cool I think that there has to be a certain merit behind that and he has to earn it Resident Evil 2 I've heard great things about this remake I don't know how I feel about a remake being a game of the year contender just because I feel mm-hmm. like that's to be held for things that are new but whatever I heard it's great and I know people love it so you know more power to them hopefully they vote for it uh Sekiro Shadows Die Twice dude I'm a From Software uh fan I love the Soulsborne series and this as a new game from them it was interesting I have I don't own the game I've played parts of it it is really hard (laughs) it's really really hard and I'm just not in a space where I feel like committing to something that I'm going to have to like continually go die, learn from my mistakes and keep going back and forth. But art style, sound, story, everything that I know about, it's fantastic. Dude, Super Smash Bros, dude, they're they're all fun. They're just fun games like easy to jump into, hard to master. From what I've heard about the story, it's pretty it's pretty solid. And the dude who's behind like the art direction and and the 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 game he just seems to just want to continue to pump life into this game and add characters and balance things out and it is insane what he's trying to do with this and then the outer worlds i've had very limited um experience with this so far um but for the people that were let down by fallout 76 and we're really looking for like um, uh, an RPG of this style that we don't really get that much anymore. I hear that this was a much needed breath of fresh air um, and really holding down that genre, which I'm happy people are getting what they want. So solid list. <laughs> I don't know what I'd pick out of this right now. Like I'm really going to have to sit with this. Just because these are all solid game of the year contenders, I think. I mean, it's sad that, you know, Sayonara Wild Hearts is not on there, but whatever, you know. <laughs> or the Untitled Goose Game, bro. Yeah, it's funny. It didn't... It's on one of the indie. lists, dude. I think that's on the indie list. But, yeah, dude. There, there's, a, there's a lot of interesting games that have been nominated. Um... I guess I guess we'll see. Hopefully, everyone votes for what they think deserves it. True. But um. Oh, my thoughts. Control. Out of the, those, that's the, that's the that's out of out of those five games on the list. That's the just my top game. I want to play. I really want to play that game because Remini is known for really good story-based games. And that's what I kind of look for in games. So I'm kind of I'm slightly disappointed to hear that the the ending doesn't come together as well as some people hope. But it's definitely a game I would like to give a give a go. So that's why I would pick Control. Okay. Dude, um, yeah, this this is gonna be interesting. Like I've already been watching on Twitter, people talk about the Game Awards, and uh, some people. Not the happiest about the the nominees, um, but <laughs> who cares? <laughs> like this is this is all for fun. Like I know that we're passionate about this medium, but just because a game that you love isn't nominated for Game of the Year does not mean it's any any less. Like if you really love it that much, you know, find out a way how you can get in contact with the studio or some of the developers. And just show them some love. Tell them that you love the game and what it meant to you. And I'm sure that would be mean just as much as an accolade of winning at the Game Awards or being nominated. But, <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, well, already. I think we wanted that to was, talk about uh, the stadia, but I feel like we should just wrap it up and, you know, yeah, save we'll give that. it some time to kind of maybe come together within the next week or something. Yeah, just know magic. that we have the stadia in our grubby little hands, and we're we're gonna give our thoughts. I'm I'm sure that everyone's aware of the rough launch, and I mean, throughout this week we'll we'll be you know talking to you guys about it on our socials which is a perfect segue so uh follow us on social <laughs> facebook instagram at the gaming console podcast hit us up we're very active and uh, you know we want to talk to you guys and you know we want to see how we can make this better for you um twitter at the gaming counts one uh and for the podcast go to gamingcouncilpod.com where we have a link to all of our all of our channels. Come say what's up and take a look at our mug shots. Um, so yeah, that's the episode. And I was joined with or by. I was gonna. I gotta get that right. Been joined with AD. Uh, I mean, you know the vibes. I say that every week. You know the vibes. <laughs> I've been Josh and Mikey B to close us out. Shout out to Arbiter. Underrated. What? It's Arbor Day? It's yeah, Arbor it's Day. the trees, man. Oh, it's called the trees. Shout out to trees. It's a save the tree type thing. True. I mean, Shout we need trees for oxygen. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to trees. <laughs> You're in the council, boys, and we're out. Peace.